0: The children in our country need people like you to stand up. Whether that's financially, whether that's getting involved. We need people on the streets, we need boots on the ground, and we need you.
1: Hi folks, and welcome to Humans of the Pro-Life Movement, an initiative of the Pro-Life Guys podcast where we explore the lives of the defenders of the defenseless the incredible women and men who are making sacrifices of their time and of their energy in defense of pre-born children in Canada and around the world. And I'm really excited to always be able to talk to these amazing people, the sacrifices that they've made, the cool stories that they have. And I'm joined by a very good friend of mine, Megan van der Bruenhorst, joining me today. Megan, how are you doing? We're doing well here. Good, good, good. The first question that we love to ask people on this show is just to get to know you a little bit better. We often talk a lot about the role that people have in the pro-life movement, but before we dive into um, your role in the movement, maybe just share a little bit about yourself.
0: Well, currently I'm a stay-at-home mom, a homekeeper with uh, my husband, Alex, who works for CCBR. And then we have our three children, our oldest is two, our second is 10 months, and then we're expecting another one for October. And my daily life is taking care of those people.
1: Wonderful, wonderful. I'm sure that most of that work goes into taking care of Alex, um, who we have featured on this show um, earlier. Alex is a great <laughs> colleague of mine, um, and, and I know that that he is very appreciative of all of the incredible work that you do um, and support that you offer him. And so let's, let's talk a little bit about... The role, how you got involved in the pro-life movement. For some people, it's a really quick transition. For some right. people, it's something that they grew into through their entire high school and university life. Tell me a little bit about how you got involved in the pro-life movement.
0: Right. So I grew up in Guelph, Ontario. And in that city, there's a couple different projects that happen regularly, 40 Days for Life, outside the hospital and life chain that's in October, typically on the street corners. So with my youth group, I would get involved and I would go to these different events and through that I ended up in contact with the pro-life club at the University of Guelph. So then uh, I went to a couple meetings in a row um, and that was enough to end up as vice president going to a couple meetings because if there's only three other people at the meeting where you're voting you're very likely to end up in. So then I got thrown into this pro-life movement that I had I had no context for the different organizations that were part of it or anything. And I was put in contact with national campus life network and through their symposium that fall, I ended up in contact with CCBR went to the Florida gap project when it was still Florida gap back in 2014, I believe. And then yeah, 2014 and then, um, stayed involved with the pro-life club. And, uh, that's how I ended up, Doing Florida Gap again. The last time it was Florida Gap in 2016. That's where I met Alex, and that's where I ended up deciding to do an internship. And then I came out here to Alberta in 2016 for the summer internship, and that's where I ended up deciding to work full time for CCBR from there.
1: Very cool. Very cool. I I'm sure many of the people who have tuned into one of these episodes before, a lot of those names will ring bells. National Campus Life Network, an incredible group of of pro-life individuals who are working with campus leaders um, to ensure the campus activism is very regular. And our uh, Florida mission trips that we do, um, the the gap trips, and now the abortion awareness project that we're doing down in Florida, really, really a good entry point for a lot of people and so 2016 right you do the internship and for a couple of years after that you work full-time in the pro-life movement before taking on the the wonderful next step of uh, being a stay-at-home mother um, with your your two beautiful children on the outside and I'm sure one beautiful child on the inside <laughs> Um Tell me maybe a a couple of memorable experiences from your time working in the pro-life movement or even from before you started working full-time in the movement that just stand out as really, really neat experiences from being in the pro-life movement.
0: Yeah, some of my best memories were from conversations on the streets. Often when I was talking to women who had actually experienced abortion and when they were just willing and open to share their stories – Um, I remember a lady I talked to in Saskatoon and another lady I talked to here in Calgary specifically where they were, they're really broken Um, and that those are really tough conversations to have, but also it seems like it's kind of the beginning of healing for them where they recognize that there are people out there who do care and that they recognize then that abortion is wrong when they see the pictures and Then you end up with these people who at the beginning of the conversation, they might've been extremely angry at you. One of the women, the one in Saskatoon was very angry and she told me her story. And then with that, we were able to walk through what she'd been through and she ended up um, asking what she could do then to protect these children by the end of the conversation. And so those experiences with those heart conversations that you have on the streets are Quite incredible to have and to be a part of, and to be able to point people towards healing. Um, which also reminds me of a conversation I had door knocking in Edmonton with a young man who he'd been a couple years um, A couple years ago, his ex girlfriend had had an abortion of his baby. He wasn't willing for that abortion to have happened, and he hadn't found healing yet. So we were able to point him in the right direction. So to be able to give those opportunities to people is, is pretty huge. So,
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and especially when, when listeners, obviously the, the situation in Canada, where, where we think about around a hundred preborn children are being killed every year by abortion, that means. Likely, around a hundred thousand mothers and a hundred thousand fathers every year experiencing this incredibly deep pain. And I, I think it's beautiful that that you share these stories and being able to connect them with hope and healing that is available for them after their abortion decision, that there is recovery after abortion. You don't you don't forget about that decision. You don't fully move on away from it, but you move through it and with it um, and and really, really glad that you mentioned that. And so, the last question we'd love to ask people is with regards to maybe maybe somebody's watching this maybe maybe you're watching this um, yes I'm speaking to you through YouTube or whatever you're you're listening through. And maybe you're wondering, like, maybe now's the time to get involved, but maybe you're a little bit on the fence about getting involved in the pro-life movement. And, and you just need a little nudge to get you actively engaged, whether it's having conversations, whether it's financially partnering with the pro-life group. Megan, what would you say to somebody who is teetering on the edge of whether they should or should not get involved in the pro-life movement?
0: I think you, if you're considering getting involved, you need to ask yourself what, what's holding you back? And is it a valid thing that's holding you back because there's such, such a huge need in our country. You can have an opportunity for so many conversations. When you go out on the streets, you'll see just how many people need these conversations they need to have um, someone point them to the truth and whether that's for healing or whether that's the, they don't choose an abortion in their future. The children in our country need people like you to stand up whether that's financially, whether that's getting involved. We need people on the streets. We need boots on the ground. And we need you.
1: There you go. I love it. We need you. And, and at the end of the day, like you said, pre-born children need you. It's not that I, I need more people necessarily to, to phone call for volunteer events, but the pre-born children of Canada, the pre-born children of our world, need you to get involved and i think that's a really good note to end on here megan i really really appreciate you joining um for this this episode of humans on the pro-life movement where we try to um, feature and highlight the incredible unsung heroes of the global pro-life movement thank you for joining us today i know that um there's lots up in the air when you've got kids around around at home and so i appreciate you taking the time And for those of you who are tuning in, if this is your first episode, please do check on our other content, whether it's other episodes of Humans of the Pro-Life Movement, whether it's our flagship program, the Pro-Life Guys podcast, or whether it's our monthly installments of The Pulse, where we feature the important and interesting uh, news from around the world as it pertains to abortion and the pro-life movement. Um, Thank you very much for tuning in. I hope that you're able to tune in again soon.